Welcome back, everybody, to episode 24. Wow, it's hard to believe, 24 episodes. We just started this podcast back in middle of December, mid to late December. Here we are, it's early April, and we are 24 episodes in. We are 24 deep. That's exciting, and uh, really appreciate all the listeners who are continuing to stick with us. And that means, obviously, you're getting something from these shows. So uh, it's cool to see something, you know, a, a vision that you have unfolding right in front of your eyes. I had a vision to bring on the best guests possible to uh, inspire us, to make us, you know, obviously the optimal life speaks for itself. And uh, one of those guests, of course, is a good buddy of mine, Scott Weingold. Scott is a, a uh, businessman, entrepreneur. He He's involved in the college funding um, universe. He's also gotten involved in se- several other ventures, including commercial real estate and some investments that he's involved with, insurance and those kind of things. And we just talk about business. We talk about life. We talk about um, what motivates certain people and what what doesn't motivate certain people. And uh, we talk about you know all those kind of things. Transcendental meditation, uh, another form, uh, another outlet that that we really haven't touched on on the show yet. So that was a cool conversation, a cool part of the conversation with Scott. And uh, of course, fitness, exercise, Krav Maga, um, life in general outlooks, motivation, you know, what it takes to succeed. And uh, he's the right person for it. So really enjoyed having uh, one of my good friends on and uh, hope you guys will do the same. And uh, without further ado, please, as always, welcome my good buddy, Scott Weingold. A little close, though. Is this? Yeah, you sound fine. fine. Okay. You could sound, you know. You can keep it there. You can play. It. Listen, this is your world, man. It's just this here. I'm here. World. I'm here. I'm here for you. I'm about to crack this open as, <coughs> as we get started here. This is the sound of a. Uh, oh, oh wow! Oh, that sounds that. good. Like on. Uh, that's the sound of a Stella Artois. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> that's that's very authentic because this has been rolling for the past minute. Oh, there you yeah. go. Okay. We'll have to see how that sounds. <laughs> Anyways, this Stella Artois, man. This is uh, this is my favorite beer by far. You know, I've stopped drinking the I've stopped drinking the heavy stuff for about you know it's been nine months already. Good for you, man. Is that crazy? It's been crazy. I mean, that's amazing how fast that goes. Nine months, yeah. seriously. You used to hit it hard. <laughs> well, you know what? I was realizing that um, just the way I was feeling the next day, you know, the way I would feel, I would feel like like crap sometimes. Mm-hmm. It would just affect me differently. The, the The problem with vodka or any hard liquor is you can't uh, really. You can't measure it. You can't right. really manage what your intake is. So, you know, we, we'd be going and we'd just be, you know. Next thing you know, it'd be a little too much. Sometimes it just made you feel like crap, you know. Yeah. That's why I stick with the vodka, though. I, I don't know. It doesn't bother the me. The vodka doesn't get to you. It doesn't get to me. No. Yeah. But what about the dark stuff? That gets to me. The dark stuff. The dark does. stuff gets to me. The dark stuff. <laughs> I avoid turn, it. turns you a little. <laughs> is that really why you don't drink it? Yeah. It just makes you feel like Yeah, in college, changes. man. I would get, I'd just get ripped up on the uh, on the dark liquor and really, yeah, like what whiskey, like, whiskey sours, oh, yeah, Jägermeister. Yeah. I don't know if that's considered the dark stuff or not. But, yeah, but yeah, man, I just the Jägermeister is like the is fun is like the the devil. I was remember in college one time, man. We were, uh, I think it was my twenty first birthday, and we were just doing shots. I mean, they were making me do shots, mm-hmm. you know. And like the big shot that I was, like, oh come on, twenty-one shots. Let's just keep going, oh. and, you know. And I'm trying to go up. To, I'm I'm trying to put on a show for for these people. Like, you know, I'm 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 putting my life at risk practically to fucking show off for everybody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, 
You hear about that. You hear about kids dying. Yeah, oh, um, dude, you could totally see how that shit happens. And uh, I'm not quite sure I got to 21, obviously, but uh, we were doing shots, and I remember we did Jaeger. Ugh. And I think that was like the one that put me over. I was yeah. I, I was getting up there in shots. I mean, nothing good shot, happens shot. Jaeger Meister. Nothing, nothing good. It's so disgusting, and, and now it's still to this day, man. When I see a, when I see like a, somebody even pull out a Jaeger, or if I smell no, it, what I, are you doing, dude? If I smell a Jaeger, I will literally, <laughs> I, I will be on the verge of like throwing up. It's it's so disgusting. Uh, the man. things you did when you were young. It's so disgusting. Uh, the dark stuff, though, I, I really, I, the cognac, I really like a lot too. Yeah. The uh, you miss it. No, not really. Yeah. To be honest with you, I really don't. You know why? Because I haven't. Feel I haven't been hung over in like nine months. That's good. I can go out and have a glass of wine, have mm -hmm. a couple of drinks, have some beer. The beer is so much different, man. Yeah, it's so much different. But uh, you know, I can go out and just enjoy myself, still be social. The, the, the thing for me about drinking is, um, it's it's still such a social thing to do. So if you know, people that are just cold turkey, like just don't drink at all, like right. and there's people that can't help themselves. You know that quote by. Um, John Daly, he what, what does he say? He says one beer's uh, one one beer's too many and ten's not enough. Yeah, I think that's the way it goes. Yeah, look if you're if you're a true alcoholic, you you can't drink. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not like uh, overdoing it once in a while. It's just you can't you can't drink. It's, exactly, it's got to be game over. So yeah, um, and that's the and that's the issue. So for some people, but the other thing is like I was saying is is um, is just the. The fact that I haven't been hungover, man, and that I oh the the social thing too, the the social aspect of it. There's something nice about going out to dinner with people and still being able to enjoy yourself a cocktail. You know, it's a social ex experience. Mm -hmm. I feel like more so than anything, it doesn't always have to be. Hey, let's go get blacked out or right. let's get wild and uh, bring that. Just bring that a little bit down the mic a little bit closer to you. That's good. Right. Um, so, anyways, yeah, man, it feels good. It feels good. It's good. It feels good, man. Proud of you. It's, yeah, it's thank good. you. 2018 is June of 2018. It'll be you're a good year. man. So, anyways, man, uh, we've been talking about having you come on. This is exciting, man. This yeah. is this is great. The, the Excited scoop, to be here. You keep such a low profile. <laughs> you keep such a low profile that people are going to be like, yes, we could finally learn about what's behind the curtain over there. Um, you're not on social media. No. Why is that? You know, I never, I never jumped on it when it, when it first came around. And I think it was more at first, just, I didn't, I didn't understand it. So I didn't do it. And then, uh, <clears throat> and then I think everyone was doing it. So I kind of decided not to do it. Is that just It was because? a little like rebellious. And then it became so far removed where everything became social media. And it was just so, so past the point that, um, you know, I just kind of stayed off of it. So just, just, uh, just because there was really because it, just because there was too many people, or, or you didn't you don't like following the no, crowd? No, no, because I could still I'd hop on my wife's Facebook yeah. or Instagram and, and peruse around. But I think it was more you know I saw it it could be a huge time suck, mm -hmm. and I just figured if I started to go down that rabbit hole, it'd probably just eat up a lot of time. And you know I feel like I get a lot done because I don't do social you're media you're probably yeah. one of the healthiest people on the fucking planet sir i mean i'm, I'm say that a little tongue-in-cheek but that. man i <laughs> i say that a little tongue-in-cheek man but that's uh you there there's something your brain is clearly not as clouded as many other people's because of that that fact alone maybe you know maybe i mean there's i would i would bet i would bet on it I think would, of the time that people spend oh it's a day insane. a week a month a year Every day. Yeah. How about the days, man? There are people just can't 
put it away. Yeah. It, it's become so scary, you know? And it causes depression in people, anxiety. Uh-huh. Um, you know, people, it's their highlight reels. It's their, That's it, what it they're is. just putting out a lot of good stuff, and, and people start getting jealous and envious, and, and uh, I don't know, I'm just, I've always been... So you never were on Facebook, never had the urge, no nothing, no, huh? No, I never, I never have. I'm not wow. saying I've never had the urge, but I, like I said, now it's been just, just to start it now. Well, yeah. I'm going to go home tonight and set up an yeah, account. Yeah. But. <laughs> After this, man, people are going, how do we reach this guy? This guy's unreachable. <laughs> There's not many people that don't have social. You're on LinkedIn. I, I do have a LinkedIn, LinkedIn account. Yeah, I don't, I don't really use yeah. it much, but I do have one. Yeah, because I've seen you doing, uh, you do some articles for... Um, Huffington Post, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you What are you typically focusing on? What are you writing about for them? Mainly just about college planning, uh -huh. college funding. Yeah. Like what? Like what? In, in exactly? Just giving people tips and, and advice, or yeah, like on uh, how to get more financial aid for college, or how to pay for college, or how to get more more need based aid or scholarships. Um, just anything about the college admissions funding or financial aid process. Uh huh. Which is, yeah. you know, as you how know, often I mean, are you on there? You know, I don't do it much anymore. Okay, um, yeah. I have not done it much in a while, uh, but uh, I used to do it. How did it. you even get that? I had a publicist at one point. You did? Yeah. And yeah. she kind of connected me with them. We were doing some other stuff. and Did that get you a ton of uh, traffic to your webs to the company's site? It, did, it, got, it got traffic, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't like immense. You know, there's so many posts being put up on like a, I mean, I forget, I forget the statistic, but Huffington Post alone, how many blog posts go oh, up. Oh, I'm sure it's, I mean, it's crazy. Sure, I'm it's sure nuts. it's insane. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, we got some stuff from it. Oh, that's great. That's, that's amazing. I, I remember seeing it the first time. I'm like, what the hell? How does this guy, <laughs> I want to get on the post, man. Yeah. How did he do that? Um, do you, so you don't, do you use LinkedIn? What is LinkedIn now, man? I don't, I, I'm really not active on there. Yeah. You know, a lot of people use it now. Um, you know, if, if you're looking for a job, obviously people use LinkedIn. Um, you know, if you just want to kind of have your profile out there for for business contacts or you know business opportunities but I, you know i had one just more just as you know i'm, I'm somewhat the face of our company so right. it's a beautiful face so right? I, yeah well yeah, you know thank you, know, you i yeah, appreciate listen. it it's really nice You're kind yeah. you and my mom yeah. think sorry that, so i just was i just was thinking how <laughs> i can't I can't believe that actually came out of my mouth just now Jeez, i was it just thinking like, it it was, like, it was like liar liars uh <laughs> jim carrey over here uh but no i mean you know I, people people use LinkedIn for a lot of different things. I personally don't even know what because I don't really yeah. use it. I, I just, you know, I figured I was in business. I should have a LinkedIn account. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of social media illiterate. I, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> you know what? I don't use LinkedIn. Um, I used to be on it a lot more actively. I don't use it that much anymore. And I feel like it's kind of lost whatever steam and momentum it had for a little while. Mm -hmm. I feel like there was about a year or two it was a cool thing to do. People were feeling like it could, you know, it could be a connector for them, bridge the gap from yeah. from them to you know somebody a couple like a third connection a connection down, down. Yeah. yes exactly and is I, I don't even know if it's being used like that I don't anymore, know man. I don't it definitely doesn't get the use how are you guys feeling about the uh, do you guys go do your hire do any hiring through LinkedIn or what do you guys use yeah yeah we, I mean we have an HR department that that, that will use LinkedIn we do some um, we do some some advertising on LinkedIn to recruit advisors. So there are some things we, we use LinkedIn for, but... Um, when you say advisors, like financial Financial advisors, advisors So yeah. talk a little bit about exactly college, your, your, your company, College, what is it called? College Planning Network. Yeah. What exactly do you guys do? So we're, we're basically a, uh, a nationwide college admissions funding and financial aid service center that helps parents who have kids in high school go through the college process. 
and our distribution comes from financial advisors basically so they go out and go they go and take on clients that need help with college planning typically of high school kids um, maybe they've saved all the money for college maybe they've saved nothing but they're kind of at the altar and they're like now now what do I do you know right. obviously in a lot of uh, overwhelm at that period in their life so sure. Um, a lot of these advisors will, you know, they, they want to help people with college planning, but they don't want to do all the work themselves. So they'll use us as their, um, our, 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 we, we help market for them and we help do all the service work for all their clients. So, so you've got, uh, so you, how many advisors do you have? Um, right now, right around a couple hundred. And they're all scattered out throughout the country. Yeah. And some of them don't do much and some do a lot. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of like anything else, you know, it's. 80% yeah, do nothing. Yeah, of course, of course. You know. the, the, there's going to be, uh, you know, 10 to 20% mm-hmm. that are doing well. And the other any bottom, business. Yeah, every, every business. You're 100% right. Um, so the advisors use you guys as the marketing arm to kind of uh, get them in front of clients? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so we help them market to get in front of clients. But then once they actually get in front of the clients and the client wants a particular service, the advisors oftentimes a one or two or three man band in you know Denver, Colorado. They can't they can't perform the level of work that the client wants. So the advisor basically private labels our service, and then you know signs up that client. And we do the actual work. We we work with the student. We work with the parents. Okay, so you have another group of a different group of staff that yeah, is doing we have the a, actual college. Right, so we have a financial aid department, we have an appeals department, we have a student services department. Really? Wow. Yeah, and then, um, so the advisor really doesn't have to do much of anything. So when you say, like, uh, uh, appeals department, Mm -hmm. um, the appeals, when somebody gets denied from getting into a university, or? No, actually, if someone doesn't get a good aid package, or less Uh, than they should have gotten, they could appeal the offer and actually negotiate with the college. uh, So we'll basically negotiate for them. We'll try to get them more money. That's a very obscure part of the market because I've most people don't know. That. Don't even yeah, know about. Most people it. have no idea. Wow. They think it just is what it that's is. That's a nice value add. You guys obviously have, uh, you know, the knowledge on how to how to go about doing that. Yeah, because people I mean, people end up overpaying by you know, like by what thousands and thousands. thousands, and thousands. Yes, I mean I don't want to say everyone does. No, but, sure. But a lot of people they you know, look if you don't know what you're doing, you're, we always say it's like the single or one of the largest financial expenditures a family makes. And they have no clue what the hell they're doing. Right. So they just go through it blindly. Their kid doesn't know what they want to do. They have no idea what school they want to go to. They heard about the friends, cousins, nephews, sister-in-law went to this school. So why don't we try that one? We'll yeah. fill out some paperwork. We'll see what we get. And then we'll just figure it out. And that's what most uh, people do. And wow. when you're talking about, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60,000 a year. A year. A year. Yeah. Then, you know. That's wild, big, yeah, man. So. That is so insane. That's how much some schools are upwards of fifty thousand plus a year. Sixty 16? plus. Yeah. Come on, wow. Yeah. That is insane. I know. How does anyone afford that? Seriously, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's you know, people always ask when it's going to stop. You know, we've got little kids. Yeah. And I always say, as long as, um, you know, the demand's greater than supply, it's like anything else. The price just keeps going up. But but most people don't end up paying the sticker price. At the end of that's the day, the, that's the trick. That's right? the trick. Yeah. yeah. So most people don't pay that, but most people get scared away from those sixty thousand dollars schools because they assume they're going to have to pay sixty grand. But a lot of times they don't end up paying that, and oftentimes those those schools end up being cheaper for the families than 
the twenty five thousand dollars. Right, right. So that's yeah, amazing. it's kind of a goofy. Pro- it's that's a goofy insane. process. It's almost like it just there's a sticker price, mm-hmm. like a, a, but it's not really like the real price, right? It's like they have this- it out there because the high price makes you think it's a val- make, makes you think it's a good school, mm-hmm. and because some people will pay it. Yeah, yeah. So, You're gonna get those families that absolutely. just cut the check, yeah. don't think twice. Yeah. They don't want to deal with college planning LLC or anyone else for that matter. Right. Money's maybe not an issue to them, so they just cut the check. It's easier that way. They don't want to deal with it. But that's, just, the, that's the minority. Yeah, yeah, but some people don't even go through the process because they just figure it is what it is. Even people that should be even using people, it. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah. Even people that should be getting money, just they just assume that they don't because they'll talk to someone who tells them they didn't get anything. People leaving like ten grand on the table per year? Oh, we've seen Easily. much more than that. Easily. Yeah. yeah, but yes, yeah. yes. But yeah. that could be like a normal occurrence. Yeah, oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's so many room for, there's so much room for error in the process that the process uh, is so complicated, huh? It's just yeah, yeah. It's, it's So it's when a, is when is it ideal for somebody to be contacting you? Someone that's going through college. Typically sophomore year in high school. Sophomore. Yeah, some freshman sophomore year. Really? That early? Mhm. Why so early? The, you know, it used to be sophomore junior year and then they kind of turned back the clock a year. They started the process a year earlier. Oh, so, like the admissions and everything? Yeah, the, more the financial aid side uh-huh. with what they look at. So now people, you know, we advise starting a year earlier than they used to. But, you know, most people, I'd say sophomore year is a good time. How did you get into this? So, I mean, I, I started doing financial planning while I was in college. I got an internship at Northwestern Mutual and did that my last two years of college. And then... Um, I went to work at another financial planning company when I graduated. I was there for about a year and a half or so. <clears throat> and I stumbled across this, you know, college funding side of the financial planning world. And I had a, a mentor at the time at the financial planning firm. And I, I said to him that I thought this looked like a, like a pretty cool thing. We should give it a try and just see what happens. It's probably not going to amount to anything, but why not, why not give it a whirl? Mm-hmm. So we, we, we did, and we started doing it. We had no idea what we were doing, but we gave it a whirl, and we kind of just put our heads down and did it. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, had a lot of success like right away with it. But it was already, it was already in place. Yeah, so there was two other guys that kind of started the industry, I guess you could say. So we, we found out about the system through them. We were kind of using their system for about two years. And, um, and then they basically asked us. We were doing a pretty good job with it, and they asked if we would – be willing to open up our service that we built for all of their network of advisors. Uh-huh. And funny story behind that is, you know, I'm a big believer. If you get an opportunity, you, you take it and then you figure out how you're going to do it. Right. You know, you don't right. have to have it all figured out. Yeah, Cause you never will. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. We were in, um, we were on a, uh, like a work trip and I remember we were in the pool and, um, you know, the, the one of the, the, uh, the founders, um, was talking to me and, just when we were on our way out there, we found out we had three, we had two and a half employees at the time, two full-time, one part-time. And we just found out that two full-time people both quit. So we had, we were left with one part-time employee. And I remember this story where I was probably, I don't know, 26, 27. And we were sitting in this pool and and the guy said to me, he's like, Hey, you, you know, you guys are doing a really solid job. You have a lot of happy clients. Would you be willing to open up your service to, you know, our hundred plus advisors and all their clients, you know, their thousands of clients. Right. You think you could handle that? And I remember like looking at my partner at the time and we had like half of one employee. <laughs> and I'm like, I saw that there's like literally like a millisecond. And I was like, yeah, we can yeah, handle yeah, that. We, we got, got that. We got that. 
<laughs> and then we great. got back and we figured out how to do it. You no know, we shit. did it. So that was kind of really the, what catapult you and launched you guys yeah. into this whole. Yeah, I could have said no. I could have said you no. really had no fucking clue, right? What was going on? Still, I mean, we you knew, knew enough. We but, knew how to provide a good service. Yeah, but we didn't have the infrastructure yet. Right. To do it, but we were confident that we could do it. Right. We figured we had to, by the time it was actually in place, we knew that we would be able to figure it if out. We have the right staff. We the would, right. Right, skills so that's what we and did. those kind of things, mm-hmm. and then you just built. So you had you got the work, and then you built out the foundation afterwards, almost. Right, because we were like. we were doing it in Cleveland anyway. Right. So it was like, how do we just expand it to make it where it works for other people? So you guys, do. you have partners in other states. They're they're spread out, right? Yeah, Michigan, I have three other partners: New Jersey, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and Cleveland. Gotcha. That's awesome, man, and and you've been doing that since. So you got into that what mid twenties, like twenty four? You said uh, about twenty four. Oh no, two thousand and four. So I was. Um, 2004, so that's 14 years ago. So about yeah. 24, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 24, yeah, 24 you're right. Four years yep, old. Yep. So mid-20s, man, you did, got into that, and uh, and you've been, guys have been growing it since. I mean, how have you continued... How have you continued to grow? What what kind of what are some of the marketing things that you guys do to, to stand out? Um, you know, we, we try to just offer a good service and, you know, make it where... So, so financial advisors, typically, their biggest problem is having people to see. It's hard for them to find people to see. So college planning is a great way for them to get in front of people. But if they don't have a good service, then the clients are not going to want to work with them. So, you know, we just focus on having a good service for them to sell right. and help teach them how to sell the service and help market for them. We know we, we recruited the ex-head of Newsweek um, direct marketing to run our direct marketing program for them. So we built like a big infrastructure to, to help yeah. these guys out to try to differentiate ourselves. So. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of training, the advisors, right? A lot of training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and they're all independent, so it's tough because, you know, they're all – they don't right. have to do what you want them to do or ask them to do. They, you know, they, they, they're free people. They can sure. do what they want. They're not employees. So but you guys are giving them the tips and tricks and tools that they need yeah. to, to be more successful. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not – not everyone's going to succeed. You could lead a fish right? to water, right. but if they're not going to do it, then they're not going to yeah. do it. They're not so. all going to succeed, but – right. But you guys have the recipe. We have a system you have that a works. Recipe. Absolutely, yeah. we have a yeah. system that works. Just like this, it. like Stella Artois. Yeah, they've got a recipe that works. They do. They do. You, you know? enjoy it. People probably think I'm getting paid by Stella. Artois. <laughs> Maybe one day. Maybe, Maybe one, one day. day. Yeah. And now <laughs> no, we're no more close. <laughs> uh, but that's that's really what it comes down to is is finding the right the right recipe and um, you know letting these guys go out, put their own little twist to mm-hmm. it. Everyone's going to have a little something different. Yep. And go out and continue to, to grow. You guys do any other type of, um, I don't know, how do you like market to uh, just, you know, your average consumer? How do you guys get to the consumers? Yeah, so we did years ago. We had a whole direct-to-consumer brand where we were going directly to the consumers. And we, and we kind of uh, stopped doing that and went back to just working with the advisors. Mm-hmm. Um, so not to say we wouldn't go down that road at some point in the future. In a, in a different way, but, you know, we, we just decided to focus on the advisor and, and, and using them as the distribution. Right. So, but again, any, you know, anything could change at time and, and yeah, you never you know. know, you, never know. You, you and I have always been talking about that too. We're mm-hmm. always talking about what's next or how yeah. are you going to be more innovative? You know, the next, the, the moment you rest on your laurels, the next Uber comes in, you know, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes you try to map it all out and you have no clue what's yeah. going to happen. So you kind of got to go with the flow a little bit, you know, yeah. and, and just realize that I'm a believer that everything happens for you, not to you, even if it seems like shit at the time, it's probably happening to take you somewhere else, yeah. you know, or to, to elevate your game a little bit, but you, you know. You don't know at the time what 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 you're where it's gonna where go. it's gonna lead to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You could you could plan all you want, man. Plan, plan, plan. Mm-hmm. But you know, 
It doesn't usually go the way you expect it to go. Um, when you guys, when you go, typically go to do your conferences and do your speeches and those kind of things, because I know that that's something that you enjoy to do. Mm-hmm. What is all that about? Who are you talking to, and, and what do you typically, what kind of information are you sharing? Yeah, so those are mainly conferences for our advisors. Oh, okay. so we'll just we'll train them. But I also do like I'll do I'll still I used to do a lot of them. I still do some just local workshops around Cleveland just to kind of keep sharp doing it. But um, yeah, I mean I've always told you I always like public speaking. Yeah, um, and I'm fairly introverted, so it's kind of weird. But you hear right. you hear that most of the guys that are pretty good at that. Like I know I heard you remember Billy Mays. Yeah, yeah was it Billy Mays, the, uh, the big infomercial guy? That sounds familiar. Yeah, a lot of those guys yeah. were just, they're not the most, like the way you see them yeah. on stage or they on put a camera. On, they put on the sh- they yeah, turn it on, they yeah. turn it on. It's, yeah. it's more the people that actually aren't that way. Yeah, and, so. and vice versa too, mm-hmm. right? You see that all the time, like, man, I was, you know, you get like a big personality who's, you know, on stage. You get him on stage, yeah. And he's, and, well, and, and let's say he's like a big personality and you're like, wow, you know, that guy was... Or, or or that or that too. What I was gonna say is sometimes what you see is the guy that is like really um, uh, extroverted, right, so to speak. But yeah, then you get him on stage and and he's quiet, and, he's quiet yeah. and it's like, wait, that's not the same guy that I just uh-huh. met. Like you know, and then vice versa. You yeah. meet someone like yourself who's a little more introverted, more reserved. He gets on stage and boom, yeah. The, you the, you kind of get in your sweet the spot. The bright lights come on, <laughs> and, and Scooty starts, you know, starts feeling that flow, man. Well, we've talked about seminars, man. Seminar—that's a huge business, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are, like some of these guys are just some of these guys. That's all they do for a living is they do seminars. Yeah. Just go around and do speaking. What do they do? They just like they, people are spending a thousand dollars for like a weekend. You're talking just in general, like different different kinds just, of speaking. yeah, just yeah, yeah I mean different things. I mean, my God, there's seminar circuits for anything now i mean you know self-help industry is a big one and and i mean but for anything i mean yeah people get you know people doing keynote speeches they come in and they kind of do their spiel i yeah. mean there's there's a whole circuit of seminar speakers or i don't even i don't I, that might not be the right term no but, I, that's yeah but they you know that's what that's what they do they come in and they just do like public speaking. I see, i've seen a ton of those like the uh like all these conferences now you and i follow these people uh, see what they're doing, like on the social media and stuff, like the Ed Milets of the world, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Who are some of the big guys that you like to that you follow? I know that you're not an active on social media, but right. you do use it to just take notes peruse. and follow, peruse and follow yeah. some of the business. I like accounts. that that guy you just mentioned, Ed Milet. He, yeah. he seems um, just he's a humble. He seems like a humble guy, a successful guy, but humble and um, obviously accomplished a lot and is kind of giving back now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. He, He's he's probably one of my my main ones that I that I like. Yeah, I like Bradley. It's been I don't know who that is. Yeah, Bradley. Uh, oh, it sounds familiar. Yeah, but these guys are all the same, right? I mean, similar. yeah. No, I mean they. You know, they no. They all they all made their money from other stuff, uh-huh. but now they're just kind of out there sharing their. Yeah, they're you know, sharing their, the, the. They're their sharing almost and, like their personal brand. Yeah. and their tips, but in the it, but what they're also doing is it's also building their other businesses too at the yeah. same time you know because they're just getting more more recognition and they're more. doing they're doing that kind of self-help seminar thing that you're talking about self-help i don't think they're motiv- doing seminars but they're or or, or speeches speaking yeah. speaking engagements or building their brand you know through the social um some of, of it's more business related some of it's more you know like a guy like an aubrey marcus is, is yeah. talking more about you know spirituality and mm-hmm. and and, and self-help and some of the other guys are more just business related yeah. you know and, and yeah. you know or sales right you know so but yeah there's a lot of those guys like the grant cardones mm-hmm. those yep. guys that's all business related uh and my let seems like it's business it's both yeah it's like mm-hmm. yeah there's, there's a little, little bit, bit of a blurred mm-hmm. line there these guys are kind of well you know, those guys appeal to people that are into 
bettering themselves, self-development, personal sure. development. They want to improve. You know, they're, they're, you know, the people that just want to go to their job, come home, sit on the couch, eat Doritos and, and watch Survivor and go to bed and do it again and, and hate the week until Saturday rolls around <laughs> and they and they black out. You know, th- those aren't the people that are probably going to watch those guys. So, they're you know, they're they're appealing to a different crowd. They're appealing yeah, sure. to people that are, you know, either they're trying to figure out what they want to do or they're, you know, maybe they already have achieved something, but they're they just they're, they're kind of longing for more. What's uh What's your take on like Gary V and those types of guys? Same same kind of thing. I think Gary V is more. Um, but yeah, I mean, yes, he's kind of in that category. But you know, he's he's a little intense for me. Yeah, me you know, too. a lot of people love him, but yeah. you know, I think he's a little bit. I, I'm not a huge fan of that. Like hustle, 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 twenty four seven. Like work till four in the morning. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some people are though, you know. That's that's just and some of it. You know, listen, a lot of it's got to still. You got to still sell it too. At the end of the day, man, you got to sometimes be a little flamboyant, a little boisterous to you know. Yeah. Get, get your message yeah, out there. Sure. Get your gets gets your followers. People are want you know wanting mm-hmm. to see what you're going to say next. And, and I heard that is legitimately who oh, he, he is. is though. Yeah. I've heard the two, man. He is that. That's his way, and and he's you know there's and, no qualms and about it. And look what they've built. I mean, you can't yep. you can't you know you can't fault the guy if that's who he is. He's mm-hmm. built a very successful business. Yeah. He was in the wine industry and he was killing it. Doing the wine thing before yeah his dad had a wine shop and i think it was just like a local wine store and he took yeah. it and and kind of blew it out like had a youtube wine channel and just started reviewing wines and i i, I never seen it but i heard yeah. it was like he just talked very you know not like most wine reviews are just you <laughs> real, know, real prim and proper. Real, yeah real prim and proper and he was just kind of like this tastes like dog shit and then, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and just he would just, and I think he felt like a huge following from it. And that's what people want to hear, man. People want authenticity, hear the, authenticity, authenticity. And that's what my my whole uh, thing is with this podcast too. Is I just want this to be as real and authentic as it possibly can be. I mean, you know, whatever that is, whatever mm-hmm. that means. I I don't want it to feel be phony or fabricated. There's no script. Right. I mean, there's literally not a script involved. It's just whoever I'm sitting here talking to, man. That we, you and I do this shit all the time. We sit around, right. have a drink, you know. Start talking. And we just talk. We just talk about business all the time. We talk about business, life, you know, journey, challenges, those kind of things. So, like, shit, if I could share those kind of things with – let everyone else listen in on it. And and look, you kind of – take away from – something from it. Yeah, and you took – you you told me that you've been – this has kind of been longing at you to do something like this. Yeah, yeah. And you finally – you know, you pulled the trigger and you did it. And you're natural at it. Thank you. Thank you, I appreciate it. Well, when I have, you have a face, have, you have a face for radio. <laughs> when I have all these f- phenomenal guests like yourself, yeah, I've got a face for uh, I've got a face for TV. You, and you a, need to be in the movies. I've got a you face for TV movies. and a voice for radio. How about that? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so you, you know that's uh, that's interesting. We always talk about these guys. I think it's cool that people are doing that, man, and doing the seminars. Well, one day you and I will be doing seminars. Why not? Man. You know what I'm saying? You we'll never just, know. We're going to go out there and, and spread the message and spread the word and, and those kind of things. So you've taken, again, kind of similar to what, what we talked about with these guys. They've done things in different businesses, you know, whether it's uh, real estate or the wine, and then they turned it into a media company, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. There's These guys are involved in all these different outlets. You've taken your commercial real, I mean, your... Uh, your college planning stuff, and you've also got involved in some other businesses. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, no, I've always da- I've always wanted to. I was never a believer in just having like one stream of income. Eventually, you know, but I feel no. like you, you you do have to focus on one thing as is making it your your kind of your core, you know, and growing that. But then you should take that and do other things with it. 
you know, so whether it's real estate or investing in private companies or, um, you know, what, you know, startups or whatever that may be. But yeah, I mean, you know, you, you don't want to just take all your money from your main business and spend it, mm-hmm. you know, because if that main business goes away at some point, then kind of screwed. So, right. you know, so I've always wanted to, you know, build that into multiple things. And I'm just, I, I work better with multiple things going on. Like even at work, if I, if I have no projects I'm working on, I get really bored and down. I need to have like creative right. stuff going on. I need to be working on things and preferably multiple things. I, I actually get off on juggling multiple things at once. Sure. Where some people can't do that. Right. Like that's actually what I enjoy. I can't take like the static. One thing at a time. Yeah. yeah, I know. I don't, do well, with it. I don't do well with it. Yeah. You know, it's weird. Everyone's different. Everyone's different. I think most people are not like that. I think most people probably prefer the, the one thing, mm-hmm. you know, going to work, um, you know, you're the uh, the law clerk at the office, or you're mm-hmm. picking a job. Pick, you know, and you've got one main focus, and you get to go in at eight or nine, and you get to leave at four or five o'clock, and uh, you know, put in your time. Right. You know, stare at your computer all day, and when you check out and you leave the office that day, you're done. You get to just drive yeah. home and, and and you know, kick your feet up mm-hmm. and go put on Netflix. You know, yeah. not even think. You don't even think. But I feel like that's majority of people. Yeah, I, mean, I, I would agree with that. And I think for people that want that, then it's cool. Totally fine. Because because you could be doing that and be totally happy oh, doing they're it. They're probably some of the happiest people too. Or you could be doing it and you're miserable and you're bitching about it, but you never do anything. But that, about well, it. So there's two sides. That, to that's it, a diff- you know? that was a, that's a different person too. Yeah, that's a if, different person. I think there's nothing wrong with like a quote unquote, and I don't mean this to sound like like negative, but like a quote unquote mediocre life. Mm-hmm. If that's what you want, because you could be extremely happy doing that. It's just not that important to you to do like, like on the business or, or, or you know, or, or monetary side of things. Like that's just not your thing, and that's cool. You no know? doubt. No doubt. But if you're the type that does that, and then you complain all the time about it, right? You complain and right. you bitch it, but you never just right. Do what, it. Are you, what are you doing to change well, that? Well, it's know? like people who want to go to the gym and they're like, you know, it's like January first, it's New Year's resolution time, and then by January sixth, it's <laughs> you know, it's over. <laughs> That's so, it. you know, you got to like put in the work too. You, you have know? to. You man. can't just like and you have, and you know you make your own path. You, you mm-hmm. do listen. Everyone ha- comes starts at a different place and sure. ends in a different place. And, and listen, you, you could end up busting your ass and never really get into that oh, place that you want. A lot of but you gave do, it your all though. But at least you, yeah. fr- at least you tried. You tried, yeah. You know, there's nothing worse again than the the guy that's sitting there at his desk, miserable. He mm. wants to do more. He wants to be motiv- like motivated, or he wants to be more stimulated. Mm-hmm. And but he doesn't do anything about right. it. He just likes to complain to his butt. Then he goes out to the bar and he drinks on Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. He can't move. the The weekend's a shot. Right. So Monday he's not morning, using he his, hates life. And, and Monday morning, he's right back to the office amongst his coworkers, who he probably can't stand. Mm-hmm. And he, there he goes again. And this is vicious cycle. And instead of doing something to change it, after I think what happens to a lot of people too over the course of time, is the longer you stay into some, that you're in something, the harder it is to get out. Yeah. Because you become complacent. Yeah, no doubt. And I think that you, you know, I think anything that happens to someone. You know, because people have bad shit happen to them. They have good stuff happen to them. Like, you know, you can't really control everything that happens externally. But I feel like you could either accept whatever happens and be happy. Like, meaning, like, whatever happens, happened. You can't really change it. So you either have to accept it and just do the best you can and move on and keep trying and keep doing. 
or you could suffer by trying to reject everything and being miserable about it, you know, and why did this happen or why can't, why is this guy doing this and I'm not? And, you know, right. it's never going to, it's never going to produce a positive outcome by acting like that, yeah. you know, and it's yeah. easier said than done, but I don't know. I've always tried to live by that, like either accept whatever's happening or, 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 or suffer by rejecting it suffer, and fighting right. it. Which and, a lot of people do that, you know? Well, people who complain, it's yeah. complaining, you know, you know? And, and that, and then they compare, they compare everyone else's life to themselves. And this, like you said, this guy's doing, oh, well, how he got this, mm -hmm. well, how did he get, you know, or how did she get into that? And, and it never stops because even the person who, you know, builds a huge company, if they have that personality or that makeup, then they look to someone else, you know, right. They, they enjoy it for a minute and they look at someone else who's got 10 times bigger business and they're the like, problem, they're like, oh my God, you know, I'm a complete loser. You know, Theodore Roosevelt has one of the best quotes about that of all time and it's comparison is the thief of joy something like that yeah it's so true yeah it doesn't matter there's whether always you're, there's always someone richer better looking right. whatever like i you, mean you're making uh, you're making pick a number even if you're making you know eighty thousand dollars a mm. year and you compare yourself to the person that's making 200 right or you're making five million a year and you're going uh, you know or your wife or, or whoever is going Damn, but they've got a large. They've got a yacht. Yeah, they've got a, they've got three homes. Um, uh, you know, I forget the story, but I I had read or, or an article, but it was um, something along the lines of like they they pulled a bunch of people and said, "Would you rather make fifty thousand dollars when all of your friends and peers made thirty thousand, or would you rather make a hundred and fifty thousand dollars when all of your friends and peers made two hundred thousand? And what do you think the majority of people would rather do? Don't tell me that the majority of people would rather make. 50 yes. or 30. Yes. The majority of people no would much way. rather make 50 and be surrounded by people making 30 because it so makes feel them better feel better. Is that, is that true? It's a true yes. I, I, I'll, I'll, find, I'll, I'll yeah. look it up afterwards. I'll find the article. Yeah, please do. And I might have botched the numbers, but the, but, but the, the, the theme of it was that the majority of people would wow. rather put themselves in that. Yeah. Oh, dude. That is so crazy. That's the human makeup, you know? That so, is so crazy. It's you know, comparing to others and, and... So what does that say about us as human beings? What did that study... What is that study really saying about us as people? Like, what is the mindset behind that? You just want... I don't you, know. You're, don't willing to, you're willing to make... You'd rather make... 50 instead of 150 as long as you're as long as you're making a little bit more than everyone else so you still can't live much differently than these right. other people but you're still but you're above, better than you're above them yeah wow you're in a better place than than they are that's so yeah amazing, i don't i don't man. know like what that what the uh that's amazing <laughs> holy cow it's crazy we are a strange strange species man of people we or well, whatever we are people look human at social beings, media that's strange people will post you know the most you know, I'm on a beach, I'm uh -huh. on a boat, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And then yeah. the second they, they're off of there, they're miserable. And all they're doing is seeing how many times they got a like or a comment. And mm -hmm. it's just, it's it's like a, it's like a drug, you yes. know, and then, but they could be miserable. They could be miserable, miserable, but they look beautiful. They take a, a one second snapshot with mm -hmm. a smile and they're getting the, you know, the oil and the tan <laughs> and they've got a cocktail in their hand. And meanwhile, they're miserable, you right. know. They're they're by themselves on this on this island, or they're with like a, a spouse. The spouse is who knows where, like right. somewhere off doing doing something else. They're sitting there bored off their ass, yep. and they go, "Okay, how do I how do I boost myself? Oh, I'll post a picture." Hashtag life is great, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag can you see me now? You know. Hashtag blessed. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag what are you doing back home? <laughs>
<laughs> Hashtag wish you were here. <laughs> wish you were here. There's nothing worse than when you see somebody say wish you were here. No, you don't. And, and, you don't wish I was Wish there. you were here. You don't really care about it. You're sitting in your home in like a, a foot of snow <laughs> and somebody posts a, a picture from like Costa Rica. Wish you were here. Going, fuck you, man. That's absurd, you know? Yeah, man, it's a <clears throat> it's a crazy thing. It's a it's a very strange thing that we that we do as human beings. That, that that study that you just referenced is really that's sad to me. That's actually a sad. That's a really sad study because that talks more about the psyche of just you know, uh, you know, wanting to feel more important or your ego just needs to be stroked. Ego is you know, gets in the way all the time. And obviously it's like that's that what Ryan that is. Holiday book uh, Ego is the Enemy. Ego's Everything the enemy. you do that's you know is is, is tied to your ego. Is ego is the enemy, man. No doubt about it. It, it, it is because that's what that study kind of tells me. You know, yeah. You'd rather just you'd rather just feel better about yourself that everyone else is below you and and that's all it comes down to you don't care how much money you make you know you don't care how successful you truly are you know as long as everyone else is less successful you're happy that's really what it's yeah and i'm sure there's many other type you know examples of that that aren't even related to money where people yeah. do that you know it's probably people the way they look or their their their, their, their oh, fitness sure, or their body I'm sure. you, you can know, go, like, go across different examples across the board yeah um, yeah, so back to that, like you were saying, there's people that, that and, and again, God bless people that, that can just are happy with the nine to five. There's that's the majority, and there's nothing wrong with it. If you're happy doing it, you're probably the happiest people in the world. You know, that's great. Yeah. It's a great life if you can give yourself a nice, stable income and uh, not have to worry about it. For people like us, where you, we have to be juggling different things and those kind of things, you know, and then like you talked about the, the, uh, the the guys that just get bitter or compare or anxious or whatever it has been and, and you know the anxious the 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 types of things that people do we've talked about this on prior podcasts with the anxiety and all these different outlets one thing i haven't talked about with them when it comes to the anxiety and, and uh how people manage the stress the stresses mm-hmm. of everyday life which i wanted to talk to you about was um your tm man the transcendental mm-hmm. meditation yeah. talk, talk about how long have you been doing that? What is it, and, right. and why did you even get into it? So that was, um, man, I think it was on Christmas Day. I remember that. I'm just trying to think what year it was. What are we, 18 now? So 16. I want to say it was maybe Christmas Christmas of uh, 2014 is when I, I had um, met with the TM, Transcendental Meditation teacher. Mm-hmm. And I had heard it, I had heard it talked about on Stern for years. And, you know, just one of those things that I, I was always like, you know, I, I, I bet this would be helpful. I bet this would be good for me. I bet this would be good for me. Never did anything about it. You know, that went on for, I don't even know how long. X amount of years. Yeah. So, because I always had like a chattering mind. I'd always be, you know, someplace else. You know, it's hard to hard to calm down, hard to mm-hmm. juggle the stress. And um, so I decided to take advantage of this. Like, uh, I think they did like a free like consultation a or something. Or something. Yeah. yeah. And I went and... Um, and I ended up signing up for it, and yeah, it was this. Uh, I was at this woman's house, and she she like uh, I'm trying to remember the process she put you through, but I, I remember she asked a bunch of questions, and then and then she she basically gave you like a mantra, and she's like, doesn't matter if you think it's weird, doesn't matter if you think it's goofy, even if you're skeptical, just just do it. You know what is it? One word or yeah, it's like a one word that means nothing. Uh huh. And they uh, is it like an English word or is it a made up? It's word? like a made up word, uh-huh. yeah. And everyone has a different one, I, I think. And then um, so she said, you got to do twenty minutes twice a day. And I'm like, well, what happens if you want to do once a day? She's like, twenty minutes twice a day. I'm like, what happens if you can't? She's like, twenty minutes twice a day. <laughs> and 
And uh, even Jerry Seinfeld used it for years, and he even said he always used it once a day. And then when when finally someone yelled at him, like, dude, you got it's twice a day, and he did it, switched it twice. It like made a world. He said Seinfeld would still be on the air if he would have come on switched it to twice. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's powerful stuff. So and you're talking, about, it's a meditation session. It's just twenty it's minutes. A twenty minute session. Yeah, you. So I, I, you know, it's the only form of meditation I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always kind of scared away from meditating because it was. Uh, I always felt like, how do you sit there and like not think of anything? That's what I thought of meditating. So I'm like, this is pointless. You got to sit there uncomfortable. And this is actually like that's not that's not the point of it. It kind of it's called transcendental because it, it transcends your 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 state into like a very rest restful uh, state basically. And um, and yeah, it just I mean, it, it's done like I mean, it's nuts. It's like literally like a whole nother person. So, really? Oh my God! The way yeah. you feel now, you're saying. Yeah, and and uh, she described it at the time as, so you've been living your life looking at a window that's completely fogged, but you thought that the window was perfectly normal. You thought that's the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You're looking out the window, kind of looks all smeary and dirty, and but that's that's what you just assume that that's what it is. And she's like, every time you do this, it's like someone cleans a little bit of that window, and cleans a little bit more of that window, and cleans a little bit more of that window until until you're the thing's clear and you're like what the fuck like i can't believe i was living this way when i could have been living this way so yeah i mean like it you know it made me a lot calmer um creative i'd say uh more present more like when i was with the kids i'd be with the kids Mm -hmm. um so wow and you've i'd say i'd call it it life-changing and you've stuck to it never Uh, missed never missed you haven't never missed a day since then even if i've been you know so exhausted years, traveling years, yeah i do it late at night if i if i'm out of town and like you know we're partying somewhere or something i'd still find a time to do it you know wow. I, would, I would just i did it i'm not saying sometimes it wouldn't be like a very great session sure, of course but i twice a day yeah really because she because i remember like i was i was like not arguing with her about it but <laughs> i was kind of like negotiating why i don't you know she's and, basically saying either do it twice a day or don't do it at like, all what if you're really busy yeah. wake up 20 minutes earlier yeah. what if you're really go to sleep 20 minutes later That's like whatever it. don't it make an excuse like, stop just stop don't make an excuse yeah. you know yeah and it's i would say that that's led to like so many other things in terms of like um just being able to see clear having more energy Really? Yeah, just everything. And, and, and how about what it I'd did? I call for, it like a miracle drug. What it did for your stress and anxiety and that yeah. kind of stuff. It kind of cleared you up, just huh? cl- Yeah, you just start to see clear. You don't get as worked up about things. Like things that would happen now, like maybe my business or something that years ago I'd like freak out about. Now I'm just kind of like I look at it almost as like, a, okay, like wow. I know that it's going to pass eventually or, you know, whatever. Just You just handle things so much better. Oh, that's beautiful, man. That's yeah, beautiful. So, how do people get into? The, they just look up transcendental meditation. Yeah, you have to take. You have to take wherever a, you're from. Where you're from? Yeah, yeah. There's like I think there's like teachers, and you got to go and request a meeting. And they're one. certified, licensed teachers, and mm-hmm. and you got you got to pay a fee to do it. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, I think the fee would have been worth a lot more than what what they charge. No doubt, no doubt. That's beautiful, man. I know. I've, I, ever since I've heard you talk about it, I always wanted to. I always wanted to at least explore it and get into it, but it's like, how many things can you possibly do? I don't know. I'm, right yeah. now, you, you know, it's like you gotta still, you gotta really be into it, right? I mean, it's not, it's not cheap, right? It's several. Uh, it's about a thousand bucks. Oh, a thousand, a thousand bucks. bucks. Okay. Yeah. Still, I mean, it's it's a fee. Yeah. It's a mm-hmm. fee. It I is mean, a fee. And you know, and that's still a you know a hefty fee for for people. So, a thousand dollars, and you gotta really be full throttle, like full. Yeah. Throttle. The only thing I'll say to people is that you know, it is life changing. Yeah. But 
if you're the type that's just not going to do it, you're going to make an excuse like why like you're not kind of like I was trying to do with her when yeah, I was saying, you know. Yeah. But I'm I'm kind of like uh, all or nothing with a lot of that stuff where right. she said twice a day. So I took it as I, OK, I have to do it twice a day. I can't not mm-hmm. like I almost think like it's, you know, it's going to reverse if I don't, which isn't true. Yeah, but like that's just how I operate. <laughs> now that you're like, so, I have to do you're it. You're so deep, like yeah, you, you've like, got not, like you've got such. Not, a, you're like up. done this for like a thousand straight days now. You're like yeah, you're like, I'm not gonna fuck this up now. Yeah, I it's mean, been right? what is think that? About a little it. over three more, years, more than a thousand days. Yeah, and I'm probably not even like I'm mean, like God. I'm sure it just keeps getting better and better. You know. Yeah. But again, like I said, like you can't control all the stuff that goes on externally in your yeah. life, like good, bad, or indifferent. Like, it's not like if I meditate, that means, like, good shit's going to happen. Right. It just means, like, whatever happens, you could deal with it better, yeah. whether it's good, bad. But it's another it's another outlet, and it's another mm-hmm. way for you to be more optimal, to live more optimal, you know, a better life, a better version of you. Yeah. Um, and, again, that, I haven't talked about that with anyone because I think it's, like, nobody even really knows with TM. I think it's very under the radar. Maybe. You I hear know. about yoga. You hear about all these other different things. I don't hear about people talking about TM a whole lot. Yeah. Maybe you do because that's your world that you, you know, but. Well, I'm on their uh, email, yeah, so, so I always see, like, stories of people. You see TM every day. But, you know, I feel like in general society, I bet you a, a lot, large portion of people don't even know what it is. Yeah. Um, how's, uh, how's Krav going? Good. Yeah, yeah. You uh, you ready? You like you're like a trained killer now. Huh? <laughs> I don't know about that. What level are you at? Uh, four. And it's only it goes up to five, right? Six. Six levels. I believe it's six. So what is four like? Four like the relevant of like a brown belt or something close to I don't it? Even like, know. Uh, I don't even know what it means. How many like, years you been doing it? Um, you know, it was right around the same time three, as that. Yeah, so it's three about plus three and a quarter, whatever. Yeah. What is? How's that going, man? You guys do it like you doing like uh weapons training now yeah there's a lot more weapons a lot more sparring um i just took another test back in uh when was it january i think it was um it was pretty brutal it was like 21 rounds of of sparring are you just beat up as all hell when you come home from some of these classes or is it some are fine and others yeah some of them are kind of rough yeah well after that test it took me you know probably a week to feel normal again but it's like it's that's been another thing that's been life-changing for you I, yeah i think it like i think it uh i think it builds confidence i think it yeah. conditions you different than like just training i mean i like weight training has like always been like, sure my, my, i love that but it's just it's just different you know so what exactly is like what exactly is krav maga you it's, know is it like a lot of striking what what exactly do you it's guys a focus mix on? between um uh, I forget the, the different uh, boxing, Muay Thai, um, Jiu Jitsu, wrestling. But you guys don't do a lot of groundwork, or do yeah, you? Yeah, there is. Oh, there is uh, not. Not as much as like when you were doing Jiu Jitsu, like, yeah. but there's there's a fair amount. There's a fair uh-huh. amount. I mean, um, so yeah, they kind of combine it all. Nice. And, uh, you know, it was originally from the, the Israeli yeah. Special Forces. Yeah. So I'm sure wherever you take it, it's probably slightly different. Yeah. You know, there's so many different places that do it now. But I like it. You know, this place is close. And um, I like the guys there. And, and Where do you do it at? In uh, Krav Fight Cle- Fit, Krav Fight Cleveland. Fit or something like now that? Now it's called Krav Cleveland. Oh, okay. Yeah, they um, they branched off from the one on the west side. So this yeah, was my shoulder was – I really loved it, man. It does bang too. up your shoulders. My shoulder yeah. was all fucked up from it when I was doing it for, I don't mm. know, like a month. Yeah. 
I was all fucked up from it, but it, I really enjoyed it. it was, the classes were awesome. I mean, yeah. it was just it's not fun getting punched I, in the I face. Like, but I like I like the I like the contact. I like mm-hmm. the striking type of stuff. And I think it, was it builds an awesome character. Workout, I think it, it builds character. Just a great yeah. workout. Yeah. But yeah, your shoulder. There's a lot of striking, so your shoulders do get. Well, you know what, what, what was really bothering me was that that. Uh, that actually, yeah, where you hold like the big pad and people are hitting your and you're just boom, 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 you know, mm-hmm. hitting it hard, and then you got to throw the pad off to the next person, and then you know, yeah. you're hitting the pad. That was even worse on my shoulders than holding it. Yeah, was actually doing the the hard the hard palm striking. Yeah, and my left shoulder was just like I felt like it was just going like wearing mm-hmm. away on me, man. You know, yeah, and sometimes brutal. like yeah, some of the stuff they'll just you could get you know maneuvered around the wrong way and it, oh you know, yeah. kind of. I'm sure you see injuries in there all the time. Yeah, but there's it that one guy, you know, you know him, Brad. He's like, yeah. How old is he now? Is he he's like got to be. Nah, I mean, not the sixty-eight. I mean, something like that. Yeah, he's late sixties. Yeah, and he's an animal. He's a beast. Is, is he still going? Still going. Really? Yeah, Good yeah we, for just took, him, we just took the test. Are you guys together? on the same level yeah, together? Yeah, we just took the test together. So what happens? What happens when you get continue to go up? Like, is there? You can a, just take different classes. They start instituting different things into the. But classes. like, do you feel like now compared to where you were even a year ago? I mean, are you like at a whole different level now? I think you're more. It's more fluid. Yeah, so it's more like muscle. It's like reactive. Yeah, now, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, more reactive. I wouldn't say it's like completely reactive yet, because I'm sure, right. you know, maybe in another five you're not, years, you're not going uh, in there with that. No, what's that, Roy uh, Algain, no, Al- or whatever <laughs> that dude's name? Yeah, is. Yeah, for like eight, three, three seconds. <laughs> right. But <laughs> you ever seen that guy's videos? Yeah, those are fucking he's crazy. That guy's and crazy. he's like kicking his students, uh, and, and they're just doing those. Is that what you guys do though too? The same kind of sparring where you're. Grabbing on the shirts and kicking the legs and doing all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's full blown sparring now, um, but I mean, you're wearing gloves, but uh-huh. um, doesn't mean it doesn't. Those guys stop. are hitting each other hard when, yeah. he's, when he's putting those people through those tests. Yeah, there's. Uh, I'll say like depending on who you're doing it with, like some of the guys are are you know they're like okay, I'll take it easy on you, you take it easy on me, and yeah. other guys are more like no, we're let's going, let, we're let's let it, go. let's let it roll. We're gonna go. Really? <laughs> yeah. Or someone gets mad. Or if like you ding someone, they just their reaction, their their uh, you know the 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 reaction kicks in where they just start the impulse. Oh, if someone man. hits you, you just start you start hitting back and you start. Do you feel so much more confident? God forbid you were find yourself in it, like having to be in like a bar fight or an altercation now. I mean, yeah, I'd say I, I was a lot more confident now. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously no guarantee that right. like. Someone still wouldn't knock the shit out of you or hit you over the back of the head with a, a beer bottle. But, you, but, you I mean, so but yes, you feel yeah, you now, feel you feel, you feel a lot better than you know. You feel a lot more confident of what what to avoid too. Yeah. You know, like what to be like. Okay, you know, because they talk a lot about you realize how how easy it is to get killed or kill someone. Right. And something accidental too. You know, you you hit someone or they hit you and you fall and and you know they they bump their head against the, the concrete and. It, was, it wasn't meant to be right a death but it, but it just oh yeah so yeah. it's like why why would you even fight like that's it's just stupid it's like absurd. Do, unless you're unless your life depended on it yeah. I mean, there's no there's no reason for it unless and the guys that like walk into a bar and like start barking and those aren't the guys that are going to do no anything anyway. that's They're the drunk i was going to say th- those yeah. are the guys i gotta tell you 99 percent of the time those are the guys that you actually know that if you did something you're going to probably kick the shit out of them yeah because it's the quiet so, ones that you got to be worried about. Yeah, the ones that don't. They're want, not there to start trouble. The ones that don't want trouble are the yeah. one, and the ones that are, could probably kick your fucking ass because they know what they know what they're doing. Most people that are trained in a martial art, whether it's jujitsu, muay thai, krav, you know, people that have like real, real background and training, they're not walking into a bar to go test their skills on somebody no. like. They're confident with who they are, you know. Yeah, and there's That's, a whole legal system in the United States. Yeah, that, like, that what too. are you doing? Like, I mean, it's just so that too. But I mean, 
when you see these guys like uh you know you walk into like some little local bar or college bar and you've got some drunk puffed mm -hmm. up and you know what's going on with that person first of all what's going on inside of that person you know yeah second of ego, all ego you already said it it's ego, ego. Yeah. And, and probably a lot of unhappiness and a bunch mm -hmm. of other shit that we've talked about you yeah. know why me mm -hmm. you know poor me <laughs> you know my life sucks everyone else so i'm gonna go put on my you know put on my bulletproof my beer vest and, yeah. and, and you know become a, a macho man tonight but you know people that have that real background in, in any type of training mixed, mixed martial art training they're not you they don't have that urge that that they'll that, walk away from it that, they'll walk, they'll walk they'll, away they'll be, from that. they'll be man enough to yeah, walk they'll be, away it's cool. I they don't, don't need to trouble. prove anything yeah. the people that are all puffed up and stuff they are so riddled with insecurities inside mm -hmm. they're driving around all day like just angry like you know why is everyone testing me? And I, you know they they yeah. have to prove something. They go they go and they get they get they get their their bear goggles on and you know, so those are the types of guys mm -hmm. that those are the types of guys that most of the time they have no fucking clue what they're doing. Right. You know? And I think you learn too. You don't want to you know, old guys like us. You don't want to put yourself in those situations oh anymore my God. either. Like what do you? It's just ridiculous. You know. Now. I mean, that looks sometimes you don't have a choice, but like no. Try not to do stupid you things. You just hope that you don't have to get ever use it, you know. You mm -hmm. hope that you never have to be put in that situation. But the beautiful thing is is that if you are, at least you know, you know, you know at least what you to do. You stand a chance now, yeah. Yeah, you know what to do. Mm -hmm. You and, and you know what to do and God forbid you're like getting jumped by a gang of like three or four people. That's right. really what Croft teaches you too. <laughs> yeah, a lot of multiple attackers stuff. Yeah. And... So you got Krav, you're doing T M <laughs> You're at the gym every day, right? You're at the gym. You got the college planning. You're involved in all these other ventures outside. Look at man, we're like, like I said, we're, we're peeling off the layers. People are going. Finally, we get to learn a little bit about this this, this guy. He exists. He exists. Um, what's next for you? Where do you see your your, your career going? Uh, you know, I still really want to grow the college business. You uh -huh. know, I still feel like. Um, I would say we're probably the biggest player out there still. There's more competition now, but I'd still say we're the biggest that's out there. Mm. And I still feel like it's an untapped market. So I really do feel like we could grow that thing and, and make it something substantial. Mm. Um, but all the while, yeah, I would like to dabble in some other things. I, you know, I, I, I like the real estate. Um, I like I like I like business, so I like to invest in, in more, maybe some more small businesses. Sure, um, like along the way, right? You know, things I believed in, things I kind of understood what they were doing. Uh huh. Um, but who knows? You know, I've always had a, a passion for like, you know, you said like you kind of joke, but like the you know the Krav and the personal development and the and the and the and the and the weights and the TM and mm -hmm. the you know the reading or writing or whatever. I, like I kind of have a passion for personal development. You know. Right. Maybe at some point down the road, I could see myself doing something, you know, along those something lines. Something in that but, in that realm, yeah. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I don't know. Like well, I that's said, that's kind of how I started this podcast too, yeah. man. It's the personal self-help, personal mm -hmm. development kind of stuff. That to me is awesome. Yeah, you and you, you never, like I said, I mean, you don't know where things take you, and, yeah. and and what I think what I think I want right now might might change six months from now. You know what I mean? Like you never know. No so. doubt. So how do people reach you guys? Uh, college planning stuff if they're if they're going they've got kids in, in high school what, what's the next step and how do they reach you well they can check me out on facebook and so and so, I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah now um our company's college planning network so it's just collegeplanningnet.com it's probably the best place they could go to collegeplanningnet.com.com mm -hmm. you got a, a freshman or a sophomore in high school get going it's not too early based mm -hmm. upon what you're saying pick up the phone go give these guys a call <laughs> check them out <laughs> You want to send your kid to a $50,000 a year college, you know, 
and you want to make it maybe 25 or 30 instead. There you go. These are the guys. <laughs> you know, I've actually talked about this too, is that uh, to me college is th – there's something about college that is um, not quite what it used to be with mm -hmm. all the different opportunities now, yeah. technologies. And, you know, I even – I think I just saw a quote from Elon Musk saying, you know, to me skills are skills are much more important than, than your diploma or, mm -hmm. you know, or what your, what you, your degree is in, right. you know. Um, I'm a big, big advocate for people that listen. College is important, obviously. If you have a path, a career path, and mm -hmm. you know, there's certain things where you absolutely have to go. Need if to you want to, yeah. yeah, you have to go. You want to become sure. an attorney or something like that. You have to go. Um, people that go for like some obscure major, <laughs> they have no clue what they're doing, right. and they're gonna go on their parents drop dime. a quarter million dollars. Yeah, yeah, drop a quarter million dollars, <laughs> and they come out with with an enormous amount of debt. And mm -hmm. um, and four years of just boozing and wasted time, yeah. And then no real way to make money. You know how stressful that's got to be on a young young adult going into you know yeah. And we, we tell families too, like we'll say you know, and we'll train our advisors this too that like they got to understand that you know these parents that just think they're just going to co-sign all these loans for their kids all along the way, and then it's the example you're talking about. If that kid can't get a job. Or they decide, like, you know what, maybe this isn't for me, and they drop out. Like, that's mom and dad's problem now. Exactly. And that's their payments. And if they stop, if they stop making those payments, like, that's their credit. That's, you know, their it's all, car. It's all tied to mom and dad oh, now. And now yeah, yeah, very few yeah. loans are just the kids. What so. happens when the – there's something too crazy, right? If the, uh, if the student dies, don't the parents own the, – the, 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 whoever's the loan's name – how does that work that if – let's assume that you own – you know, you I, you know, you come out of college, you owe fifty grand, and you, mm -hmm. God forbid, you pass away. Doesn't the uh, money owed like transfer up to the parents? I believe so. I think it does. I believe it. I believe it does as well. Yeah, yeah. Even it, if the loans were fully in your name, it goes. I believe so. Something I crazy. Believe, like yeah, that. we haven't yeah. really experienced that. Unfortunately, we have had a couple uh, suicides this year, which is really sad to hear about. Wow. These kids just, you know, and like you said, the pressure. That suicides they, in, in high kid, school or no, college? Uh, college. Really? Yeah, I, I believe they were. I believe the kids were in college, or maybe it might have been in the transition. And they were like clients of some of your advisors. Mm -hmm. Really? And it's just, wow. it's, 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 it's just sad that the, you know, the pressure of, you know, having to do so well and having to, you know, do well at the school or get into the school. And I, look, I'm not saying that that's what dr drives right, it. I don't know, know the. Going on. I only yeah. know that it happened. I don't know like the backstory. Right. You know, but um, that's yeah, so it's just sad, like you, you, you know, you put yourself through so much, like. I, you know, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to get in the here. And I push and push and push and push and push. And, and I'm not saying it's not good to to push at certain things, but, you know, not when it gets to that level. You know, you know? listen, it, it's hard to judge. It's hard to judge anyone that's, you know, in that kind of position. You know how dark your life has to be, you know, to actually do it, like mm -hmm. to, to feel like you really have no out. To feel like there's literally no way out. Yeah. There's no there's no way. Especially so young. And so yeah. young. I mean, but even even an old at any too, age, right, at any yeah. age yeah. like you know, you're just like the Robin Williams example mm -hmm. of the world, like you know, because there's a dark side there. You know, there's like this. He was this, uh, Robin Williams. He was this happy external guy, but he was there. You go. There was a dark side to him, you know. And but to just feel like you can't, you know, mm -hmm. you can't find a way out. Uh, yeah. The, yeah, it's so it's it's so intense. It is crazy. It's so intense, and the ones that end up suffering the most are obviously all the, the loved ones, the survivors. Yeah, yeah, the ones, ones that are. Their lives are basically ruined forever, man. Mm -hmm. for, Never going to be the same. Yeah, yeah I mean, sure. how can it? You know, it probably sticks with you every moment of every day. Mm -hmm. 
it's, it's always there. It's scary. You know, it is. I it agree. Is. It's scary stuff. But I've never, in all the years we've been doing this, I've never seen, and look, it might have happened, but I've just never heard about it. Mm-hmm. And I had like two in the past month I heard about. This past month? Yeah. And I was like, what the? You what know, schools like, were they at? I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. But, but the, uh, <clears throat> but, you know, I, I think that at some point it's, Kind of what you were saying before this, but the uh, about the, the the college and like some kids going, not going, whatever. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, yeah. I think um, I think the landscape's going to change at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's you know it's not going to be where you have to go, but I but my opinion, I'm not Nostradamus, is that they'll probably change pieces of it. Like, the, may, yeah. maybe there'll be a, a a mixture of online and physical college because I do think what college does <clears throat> is it gives you independence. You're living on your own. You're not under mommy and daddy's roof. Right. You're making your own decisions about what time to wake up, what time you're going to – are you going to go to class, not go to class? Or are you going to go to a party? Are you going to do your homework? What time sure. you going to bed? So, I mean, you know, but but you need to go to college to learn about, you know, your basic freshman year classes, or could you do those online? You know, mm-hmm. are they even necessary? Right. Or should they institute some other classes about stuff you actually want to learn about? Yeah. So that it's going to be practical in your life. Yeah. Almost where it becomes more skills-oriented mm-hmm. than major – Oriented right. in a way, in a way. Yeah. I mean, it'd be a whole changeover of curriculum, but you know. But again, like yeah, so like right now, it doesn't have to happen because right. the supply and demand. But at some point, yeah. you know, what if you look if you follow like these curves up, by the time our kids go to school, yeah, you're talking It'll about be a major difference. You know, six figures a year to send your kid to college. Yeah. So at some point, I think something's going to get there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. To me, it's uh, it's now that being being in the real world, the working world, and seeing how there's so many people that just went off and they, they can't do anything with it with their degree. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going just to get the diploma, you can't make any money doing it. Man, that just right. You know, be, be prepared. That's all I'm saying. It, it, listen, I agree with you about some of that stuff too. There, there's something about college that's really just an experience. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's cool to experience it. You know, it teaches you, but you got to weigh those. You got to weigh those factors. Like yeah, you, know, you can maybe experience going and getting yourself an apartment and living downtown mm-hmm. and working. Sure. I, I mean. Or you it's could do tough. the community college for two years and transfer for the last two. Yeah, you know, you could, right. You could get a little mix do. of it, a little mm-hmm. mix and match. Yeah, man. Well, hey, man, I, as always, uh, continued success to you. Thank you, brother. We will, we will try to hunt you down on uh, all social avenues. If you guys want to find him, you got to go to LinkedIn. <laughs> you got to go to LinkedIn. You can go read some of his old articles on uh, on uh, Huffington Post. I may so reappear. Can... <laughs> I may reappear. I may, I may reappear. Hey, man, thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks Talk for having me. Talk to you soon, brother. All right. And thank you for listening to a, another episode of The Optimal Life. Really appreciate the support. And uh, if you guys enjoy what you're listening to and enjoy what you're hearing, as always, please click subscribe and give us the five-star rating so we can continue to elevate the podcast within Apple Podcasts and everywhere else that the podcast is played and provided. And uh, leave us a comment. Leave us feedback. You could. Uh, we're always open to feedback, whether it's positive or negative. So uh, you know, we want to do whatever we can to improve the show. And if there's something that we're missing, then let us know. You could reach me also on Instagram at Nathan Haber. And uh, again, I know that you have a lot of listening options these days. There's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of people sharing different things. So if you are listening to this podcast, and if you're a loyal listener to this podcast, from the bottom of my heart, I want to just say thank you. Uh, Very grateful for that, and uh, we're going to continue providing you guys with the best content possible so that we can continue to live an optimal life and be our optimal and best selves. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks.